Day 74. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. All right, we're not going to do this every day, but in the course of the past few weeks, we've had a couple of few people jump on good friends shout out to gabby and brandy oh yeah for jumping on the yeah. patreon we appreciate yeah. you guys thank you so much all our patrons we love y'all equally right it's like <laughs> nah, you can't choose your favorite patron, patron a kid so we're just um uh periodically and methodically starting mm. to go through the list and just trying to shout folks out so yeah. gabby and brandy here in atlanta been supported since day one thank you guys yeah really appreciate y'all yeah. for sure for sure I yeah, day seventy four. First Samuel nine. First Samuel bro. nine, bro. Listen, this ain't the one y'all want, <laughs> fam. Sometimes God will give you what you want to show you that this ain't what you want. Yeah, <laughs> just because you get what yeah. you want, mm. it doesn't mean that you get what you want, bro. Somebody, a guy that used to disciple me years ago, would say, "Bro, God, I think I said this before. God loves us enough." not to give us everything we want. Right. Right? Because sometimes, not all the times, what we want, bro, is often destructive to us. Yep. Right? And according to scripture, like that give God giving you everything you want right. is actually a sign of his judgment. Right. Not his blessing. That's good. And we tend to think it's a sign of blessing. Like, oh no, I'm getting everything I want. I pray for it. I ask God for it. <laughs> and God gave it to me. Yeah, even if it's so harmful. it must be a blessing. Even if it's harmful, right? Right. And so this guy, Saul comes right they wanted a king like the other nations and so first king or uh, first samuel 9 is going to introduce saul to us bro and by all appearances he seems like the guy he's big tall he's tall head and shoulders above everybody impressive, else bro handsome right? yeah like, all of these things physical stature all these things set him apart seemingly yep and it's so amazing bro that the scriptures is going to show us and give us it's going to show us rather than tell us mm. Like, why this isn't the guy that they want. Right. And it's this weird scene in chapter 9 where he loses his donkeys. Yep. And he tries to find them, and he takes a slave with him. Yep. And one of the things Did you, have you just to- say donkeys with a U? Donkeys. <laughs> donkeys. <laughs> ah, donkeys. Atlanta. Donkeys. Atlanta. Donkeys. donkeys. <laughs> All right. You know what I meant. No. I, right. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. So, what's crazy is this. <laughs> you silly. The patriarchs, right? Mm. They were all shepherds. And they took care of the sheep. And what the text is trying to show us is that Saul can't even take care of his, you know. Donkey. Donkeys. I ain't going to say it again. His donkeys. So, of course, he can't take care of God's people. Mm. Right? And mm. so the spiritual insight that he doesn't even have, that his slave has to get it for him, yeah. shows that he doesn't have a certain type of insight that is needed to lead the people of God. And right. so the, the text is just trying to show us in subtle ways that this ain't the one you want this is not the guy that yeah. you want right yeah. and what i love is that it's not just going to be one instance yeah the whole narrative of saul is going to play out yeah. that at every turn it's going to be clear and apparent that yeah. um god warned them yeah. right hey listen i've been your king i was the one brought y'all out of yeah i did all the hard work mm. the heavy lifting and y'all look around and say that you want this mm. and God's saying and I warned you in advance what you would get but we talked about yesterday yeah. idolatry is blinding yeah. it'll have us um 
crying out to God, mm-hmm. asking him to give us that which we already have. They mm-hmm. had a king to fight for them. Yeah. And when God says, listen, this king is going to take, 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 he's not going to add value. He's right. going to take it from you. Mm. The people were so blinded by what they wanted that yeah. they said, we don't care what the contract says. Yeah. Just give us the dotted line and we can sign. And slowly as the narrative of Saul starts to unfold, you're going to see somebody that is, like you said, impressive on the outside, mm. but is lacking on the inside. Yeah. Yo, yo, he, he, he don't have the heart, yo. Mm. And that's one of the things that the text is going to repeatedly show, yeah. right? And again, the slave is the one like, yo, you should have inquired of the Lord, right? <laughs> right? And it's like, Saul couldn't see that. Samuel comes, sees him, and says, oh no, like, hey, God tells Samuel... This is the guy that will govern my people, right? And it's so funny that the text is going to use this word, bro, this Hebrew word for govern, and it literally means to restrain, right, or to hinder. And ironically, this is usually used for the enemies of God's people, Mm. right? And now it's being used for Saul, right? Mm. And so you just see, like, the subtleties of the scriptures. And so in 10, Samuel anoints him, right? Nah, he's anointed. That's the one. That's the one they wanted. That's what they are gonna get. Right. He gets anointed. He gets the oil put on him. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it happened in the ancient Near East where you anointed kings with the oil and all that. And again, bro, like the text is gonna say, he was one who stood taller than all the people, right? Yep. And height in the Old Testament is usually mentioned again for God's enemies. They never talk about the height of His people, mm. but always for the enemies. And so the text that's is good. trying to show us that this is not the guy. And then in 11, this is what's crazy. He wins his first battle. Right. So the people are like, oh, now we good. That's no, it. No, no, no. Like, it's proven, right? And oftentimes, bro, we disobey, right? And because things are seemingly going well, we continue in our disobedience. And it's and it's 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 sad, bro, that the spiritual insensitivity that they have and that we could have as well, that because pragmatically things are seemingly working out that we should continue in unfaithfulness to the Lord. We judge God's favor by how circumstances pan out in the short run. Mm. And what what you're going to see, bro, in all of these stories, right? Saul's going to rule for 40 years. Mm -hmm. David's going to rule for 40 years. Solomon's going to rule for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Saul's 40 years is going to be a difficult 40 years. (laughs) It's going to be a long 40 years. Mm. It's going to be those first few years of, or the first bit of people saying, yo, this is our guy. Mm -hmm. And when you judge the the favor of God by how circumstances work out in the immediate, uh, 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 the immediate, like the short term. Yeah. Yeah. Short term. Yeah. Uh, you sign yourself up for a long road of frustration. Yeah, absolutely. And the text ends, bro. First Samuel 12. Samuel's going to like pull everybody together. He's like, hey, man, like, you know, and remember, Samuel's the last judge. And right. He's also a prophet. So he's wearing his prophetic hat right here, addressing Israel the last time, just like Moses did, just like Joshua did. And he's like, yo, he's in contrast to Saul, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he was a faithful prophet a faithful judge a faithful leader in israel and he's like oh i'm getting old my time about to be up (laughs) but 
you know, and you know, my conscience is clear. I haven't done I haven't done y'all no wrong. But y'all wow. <laughs> y'all are wildin'. And essentially he's gonna say, You've made your bed, now you have to lay in it. Right? Y'all have to deal with what comes with what y'all chose. And I'm just gonna say this. If you he's he just see the graciousness of God, bro. If you will remain faithful, the Lord will be for you, right? Essentially. Yep. If you would just remain faithful. Yep. And he gives this warning, this stern warning to the people of God to remind them of what God requires of them and then what God has had done for them in the past and what the people of God did in the past, God's faithfulness and the, the people's unfaithfulness because we so quickly forget, yep. right? And he just tries to give them a reminder before the end of his life that this is how you remain faithful to God by obeying his word and his commandments. And we're going to see that they don't. <laughs> and I love what, what he says at the end, though, in verse 22. Yeah. The Lord will not abandon his people. Mm. Why? Because they've kept his commands? No. Because of his great name and because he has determined to make you his own people. Right? We talk about this all the time. Right? Uh, God's going to be good to us. Not because his people keep his commands, yeah. but because he keeps his promises, Amen. right? And that's what we see here. Mm. And even at the end of Samuel leaving them with this pseudo word of, or this like small word of judgment that yeah. they're going to have to sit through, yeah, it's still covered, smothered in the grace of God. Yeah, God saying, yo, but things aren't always going to be this way. Yeah, you got to sit through consequences, but the good news is that you've got a God on your side that's a deliverer. And for the rest of the book, we're going to see how God shepherds his people through these different kings. Yeah, and it's, you know, Samuel is going to warn and remind them sternly right? because God's people forget so quickly mm. and it's us today we're yeah. just by by way of reminder yeah. we want to remind you of the goodness of god who keeps his promises even when we don't keep our promises to him amen let's yeah. pray father we thank you that um we can expect your goodness not because we are so flawless in keeping your commands but you are so faithful in keeping your promises i pray that would be the rope that lifts us out of our despair uh, and brings us up, Lord, into the wide open space of hope and salvation that you've provided for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.